0: Hello everyone. Today I'm going to be talking with my friend Victoria. Hello. Yeah, with uh, a new session uh, after we have a busy week, you know, and uh, we both just finished our degree. Mm. Yeah, and we have something to do uh, in the future. Mm. And uh, Victoria, could you do uh, introduction yourself sure. for our audience? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm. Just uh, finished at the New Zealand Broadcasting School, so yeah. that was learning journalism. Um, I was actually here for a couple of weeks at Plains doing the production for Pete. And mm-hmm. at the moment, I'm just kind of, I'm about to go uh, start a job teaching kids how to swim at the city council until yep. September next year when I go to Japan to teach English.
0: Oh, okay. So that's quite amazing future. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I've got it all planned out.
0: Uh, so uh, why you have a plan to go to Japan teaching English?
1: Um, I visited. I've always been interested in Japan since I started learning Japanese at uh-huh. high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I then like took a break, so my Japanese is not that great. I wish it was better. <laughs> um, and then I visited in 2019 with my little brother. Yeah. And ever since, I'm just like, cool, I really want to go back.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find Japanese is hard to learn? For that kind of language,
1: I think Japanese. Um, the pronunciation kind of reminds me a little bit of Maori pronunciation, mm-hmm. but the writing systems, um, specifically kanji, can be quite challenging for people to learn. So, kanji mm-hmm. is based off Chinese characters, as yeah.
0: you know. His yeah. writing system is based on the Chinese transformed character, mm. yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, so it can be difficult,
0: mm-hmm, yeah, and is sometimes um hard to understand some of the meanings you know behind the Japanese character, yeah. because it can be multiple understanding. Exactly. Angasin character. Yeah. Because yeah. they want to utilize the, the character for multiple utility. Purposes. Yeah. Mm. Uh,
1: I'm just trying to remember what they're called. So you're right. You can read characters mostly two different ways. I think it's mm-hmm. like Onyomi and Kunyomi, something mm-hmm. like that. It's an yeah. O and a K. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them refers to the way it's read kind of in Chinese and then yeah. the Japanese like changed version.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah so it can be, it's all over the place <laughs> yeah, okay
0: so you, so you want to teach in uh, english for um what kind of people in Japan, so why do they need to use english in i Japan? would I would love <laughs> to
1: teach um younger kids just mm-hmm. because I really like enjoy working with children mm-hmm. but also um i'm only twenty i 'll be twenty one when I go over there, so mm-hmm. if I teach kids in their like last year of high school, mm. I think it'll be quite um interesting will go yeah. Mm-hmm. Miss, I'm not listening to you. You're only a year older than me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Come on, you've got to learn this English, guys. Mm-hmm. What can I say? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So you found um, how long time they need for being trained to can speak English?
1: Uh, I think that depends because, of course, everyone learns at a different rate. Mm-hmm. And some people will study harder than others as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Japani- the Japan uh, schooling system in general is quite strict and rigid. Mm-hmm. Um, so it can put a lot of people off how they learn English. So I'm going over there with my goal to try and make it as fun and engaging for my students as possible. mm mm-hmm. Because um, English is a terrible language to learn. It is so difficult. It's um, like we don't have any clear pronunciation rules. We all, It changes whether you're talking to an American or mm-hmm. someone like mm-hmm. me from New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, the spelling changes that way as well. Yeah. And we mm-hmm. borrow lots of words from different languages as well. Mm. Like, um, lots of our words come from, like, French and stuff that have a similar language Mm root to us. Um, We also say, sorry, I'm thinking about France now, lots of, um, like, French phrases, like, we'll say, like, je ne sais quoi Mm -hmm. in normal speech, and people go, what are you talking about? Mm. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's a quite interesting, you know, process where you can interaction with people from a different cultural background and learn the language you are using as your native language. So... It's, it really can you can show some of your own culture to them
1: exactly yeah, yeah for
0: including sure. with a, a language system. yeah
1: yeah mm.
0: because culture is something behind a language
2: mm. it's
0: actually show the meaning of a language yeah and so people want to learn English for a lot of reasons you know for me I'm Chinese I learned mm. English when I was uh, in the in the school you know and it's learned because it's widely used as a Uh, Commercial language, you know, business using English worldwide, and academic language as well, industry. And people from different countries, when they want to share their ideas, most of them using English, even Mm. in the European Union, English language is still the official language for working purpose. So that is kind of quite popular language for everywhere. Yeah, it's definitely useful. Useful. Mm, useful. And, um, you know, there's some... um, a uh, popular language system like English and Spanish, mm. which is also quite popular in some areas and French. Yeah, mm.
1: although, mind you, Chinese does have a really big... Large sp- population. Yeah, yeah. large mm. speaker base as well, mm. yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I
0: don't know. Mm. So do you have something mm, to do before you go to Japan? you have something to do? To some, do some jobs,
1: yeah. Preparation so or something? Yeah, I have to... Oh, preparation for mm-hmm. sure. Mm. I'll have to... Um, I flat with my little brother at the moment who has a disability, so I'm going to find him a place to live Mm. and probably, like, sell stuff like my couch and Mm. um, my kitchen utensils. (laughs) Yeah, and all that sort of stuff. So travel lightweight. Otherwise, you pay heaps of money to ship stuff overseas. Yeah. Which Mm. is super fun, but yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And for what I know um, at the moment, I'm doing some of the presentations of of my PhD research Mm. to uh, the Church people and also people from overseas in China and Australia to get some comments and feedback because I just finished my PhD degree and and I defensed my thesis successfully. And now we are doing something uh, beyond academic. So we want to have something, knowledge, feedback from the industry Mm. for people who can can use our research to do service for them. So it's, uh, it's it's go further beyond a university scale. Mm. You know, and we get some quite good, excellent feedback from them. And they uh, they told us they never see such research before, which is quite innovative and useful for them mm. to use in their daily life, which means it's, it can be transferred to um, a industry knowledge and utilised by people who are not in academic but also can enjoy the research from us, mm. and they get they, they provide some uh, quite useful and quite interesting feedbacks after they listen to my presentations. Oh, cool, like mm. what? Like because we are doing something called uh, simulating. I think yes. everyone can be quite interested in that topic. it's, it's quite interesting research? Uh, we're simulating human behavior. Like what a human doing then what we design a software doing similar as a human.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: simulating them and then see how they're working together. And we're now servicing for a uh, software industry to see how those simulating human beings can take in some of the strategies and then increase their team performance, how they collaboration, how they talking, how they joint working together and then improving the pro- the the productivity for the software. And uh, this is can be used for for you to manage um, a complex project when you're allocating premium resource to working out on some of the task and then how to allocate the task, how to use your team resource,
2: mm. how to
0: make them feel better, and how to you know maximizing the performance without change the team. You know, oh, based yeah. on the same team, the same project, but you try a different way of measurement, you get different results. Mm. And that can call an optimism of the process and we're using artificial intelligence in order to enhance that process and using simulation and modeling to tackle all those real world contexts and environments. So it's a, it's a trans- transfer, the traditional way of managing a team, managing a project into at the AI level, into uh-huh. the artificial intelligence level, and by using computation to get reliable results. So that is quite interesting for the future. So it's, it's not only an academic research, but can be usually, you know, can be used in the real world, in the industry, yeah, quite widely.
1: Wow, that sounds yeah. super complex. It's, yeah. uh, it,
0: it, I, I have um, present those ideas and published a lot of papers, a lot of book chapters, uh, worldwide, and I discussion with expertise, uh, not only, you know, in New Zealand, but also from people in overseas, in China, Australia, and Europe, and they all found this is definitely definitely the future for the software industry itself because people normally think they are using software in their phones. Mm. Everyone has their iPhones. They're using the APP. They're using the software doing editing as what we are doing for the the audio show. And this is software service for other industries, which means we're doing software but service in different purposes for radio, for audio, for your iPhone APP, but now we are doing what we are doing is we want to use artificial intelligence to service for the software industry themselves. We want to improve in the software industry. Mm-hmm. So when, when the software industry can be further enhanced by the methodology, then we can produce more high quality software for other industries. So this is a, it's, it's a different perspective in thinking the way of solving the problems. Yeah. And now, even now, the, the, the AI and the software industry is quite advanced now, but the software industry themselves are still using the traditional way of managing the team, managing the project, and it's quite limited for them to actually perform high quality software, because mm. it's quite complex for software themselves. For example, if we're doing software for the radio industry, the radio, in- radio industry has their own requirements like a radio show, when it record, editing, broadcasting. So this is a process. So the software have to fit with that process in order to produce the audio. And you know, for, for the radio industry, it is complex themselves. You know, the radio has their you know, evolution. They have different platforms of broadcasting their service. You know, and also, they inviting some people to do the real-time show or record the show. They have their own social interactions. The software have to do service for them. But the software is created by people who are working in the coding aspect. So those people also need support for how to organize their job to provide service for them so that they can do high-quality software for the radio show. So what we are doing, we are doing the backup for the software development team behind all those applications.
1: Oh, cool. So mm. it's kind of like a chain reaction almost. If you give the support to the people making the software, software it makes yeah. everything else yeah. so, better in the end product. Yeah.
0: So we're thinking a, a way that is more behind the surface.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like mm. it's starting at step one, you know? Yeah. Mm. Mm, mm.
0: So what we want to change the software industry in the very beginning, and then we can get the high-quality product in the end. Oh, cool. Mm. Yeah. So
1: now that you've done your um, PhD, what are you going to do?
0: I want, you know, when I'm finishing those things, I'm going to continue working in New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah, In the future. Yeah.
1: And what kind of job?
0: Uh, I still prefer AI, artificial intelligence. Yeah. The similar work which I've done in the PhD. Oh, mm. cool. Yeah.
1: Well, good luck with that and fingers crossed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm, mm. yeah. Oh, cool. Mm. And, uh, you know, so before you go to Japan and do you, what activities are you going to do?
1: Activities, yeah. Well,
0: now, yeah, in the in, in in this period.
1: Yeah. Well, we're coming up to summer now, so it's a really great time to travel around New Zealand and mm-hmm. see what's going on. Um, of course, I'm really lucky to live in the South Island because everything's like pretty accessible, and there's a lot there's a lot down here. You know, there's mm-hmm. like really nice and sunny golden beaches up at the top of the South Island, mm-hmm. and then the further um, south, you go, it can get a bit more like wild and adventurous. Mm. Then, then, of course, the west coast is just pretty much all wilderness anyway, so great mm. for like outdoor activities and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I'm
1: gonna go exploring.
0: Mm. 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 And you mentioned the west coast, yes. Yeah, so, you, um, so normally when people go into west coast, they, they can uh, do camping outside, yes, along the sea, yeah. Mm.
1: So, yeah, um. On the west coast there is a whole bunch of different places to go camping and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, My personal favorite is on Lake Canary. So that's just about 20 minutes outside of Uh Hokitika. Lake Canary is really cool because it's a freshwater lake. It's where Mm -hmm. Hokitika gets their um, water supply from, actually. Hmm. So you can camp right along the lake. Um, which is really awesome during summer and stuff, and then go mm-hmm. swimming, of course, as well as much as you like. Of um, mm-hmm. course, you have to be a little bit careful of the mosquitoes and stuff if it gets a bit muggy, but yeah. nothing a little bug spray can't fix. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
0: So, I have a quite interesting question: Is do you find there is a temperature difference between the two sides of the sea?
1: I I think so. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, mm. I think first, I think the ocean on the west coast side is a little bit colder. Oh. Um But also on the West Coast, they get a lot more rain. Mm. But that is also like a benefit for them as well because Mm -hmm. it means that their forests are really lush and green and vibrant. And um, I kind of think it's what it must have looked like back before New Zealand got like colonised and turned Mm -hmm. into farming land and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's really, really beautiful over there. Um, They do still get really hot days though over there. Mm -hmm. I think that's just what it's like in New Zealand everywhere. Like Mm -hmm. as soon as it hits summer everywhere is above 20 degrees, you're going to get sunburned regardless, you know. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So when you're driving to the Western West Coast, and um, uh, how long the time is it needed? It
1: takes about three hours, but mm-hmm. um, I would always recommend leaving like a little bit more time for yourself so you can just have a nice, like, cruisy trip mm-hmm. um, and not rush yourself as well because... Again, New Zealand roads can be a little bit dangerous, um, and it's always best just to take your time and not rush. Mm, yeah, yeah.
0: because you have to go through to some mountains.
1: Yeah, know. so you go um, over the Southern Alps to get to the west coast of mm. the South Island. So that can get a little bit windy, a little bit steep in certain places, and it's also a state mm. highway, so you get lots of milk tankers and mm. fuel trucks and all sorts going back and forth between Greymouth and Christchurch. Mm, yeah. So you can get stuck behind those, which sucks a little bit because it slows you right down. Mm. Um again, as long as you're driving um, carefully and calmly, and you know, yeah. you know, you'll make it there in the end. Just mm. enjoy the journey.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, have you tried to take a train to the west coast? The train. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, I've taken the train a couple of times. When I was in high school, we used to Mm -hmm. have our um, school camp over there. Mm. So we'd take the train almost the whole way there and then get dropped off um, Mm -hmm. to go up to camp. The train is really, really, really beautiful um, in any season, actually, which is what's so good about it. Mm -hmm. Um, It can be a little bit expensive, but they often do have deals every now and then, which Mm -hmm. could be really good. So the train
0: is is designed for uh, tourism purpose.
1: Yeah, pretty cargo. much. Well, both, really. Like, those train tracks get used for everything. So oh, okay. um, the train you will go on if you take the train over to the West Coast is a tourism train. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called the Transalpine, and it's there specifically for tourism purposes. Mm-hmm. But they do use those train tracks to cart, like, cargo. coal and all okay. sorts of other stuff yeah, back okay. and forth.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One downside to the uh, train is if you don't like getting up early, it'll suck. You're going to be at the train station by, like, mm-hmm. seven thirty, eight o'clock.
0: Yeah. The train normally takes three hours as well.
1: A little over because they stop a couple places. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this tunnel they go through near Arthur's Pass where they have to put this um, device on the back of it to slow it down a little bit. Oh, okay. And then they have to, like, mm-hmm. stop on the other side of the tunnel and take it off and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. But it's a really beautiful, like, scenic ride. Yeah. Yeah, it's super comfy as well. Mm. Mm. So yeah. yeah, maybe like you're looking closer to four hours there.
0: Yeah, and now it's quite a good season for trouble because yes. now it's summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah
1: not, and everyone's mm. coming up to the taking their like uh, Christmas mm. break and stuff as well.
0: Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and though although we do miss our um, foreign visitors, the roads are actually a little bit quieter. Yeah. In general because there's less people. Not that crowded as before. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So it's a great time to go out and explore the backyard.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I do uh, wish you good luck in Japan. Thank you. And also, uh, you you can prepare something before you go there. You know? Yeah. Mm. And Because it's now still, we're still under the widely COVID time. Mm. You know, this is the big environment, you know. It, it may last for some periods.
1: Yeah, it yeah. may do. But um, yeah. we'll just see what happens, you know. Mm. Hopefully, the entire world is heading towards a brighter future at the moment.
0: Yeah. And is uh, some good news to say their vaccines are uh, using that?
1: Yeah, I did see that they were thinking, um, well, apparently there is a vaccine being developed at the University of Oxford. Oh. That's what I saw, and they were mm. thinking it might be released in the next like six months or something. Mm. Um, of course, the problem with vaccines, I guess, is that they can be a little... Well, it's like it's a new thing, you know. We mm. still don't know everything about COVID. Yeah. Um. I personally would probably get a vaccine though, just because that's how they work with the herd immunity and stuff.
2: Hmm. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But
1: you know, I think prevention and all that's good. Japan's really ga- uh, great because they have a huge culture about wearing masks if they're sick and all that sort of stuff. So yeah,
0: they 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 even wear a mask. Does not you know before the COVID? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's kind of. Uh, um so social culture yeah, yeah that's their culture mm, yeah
1: yeah mm. super considerate
0: mm, yeah yeah mm, mm. that's good and we can do uh, some more radio shows before you come you of
1: course yeah, yeah always
0: <laughs> Then we can have uh, updating on the information yeah mm, yeah exactly okay so thank you for joining with me for the radio show today and I'm looking forward to see you next time thank okay. you
2: thank you press on the five she prays on the dead. There's a man, built in silence. I was so. your folded hearts, the narcissist woman, showing a gorgeous clever. Oh, A
0: filled in
2: silence. I was so wrong. Shame made it true. Joanna, with your folded hearts, the narcissist woman. Joanna, gorgeous, clever young, please stop ruining me, woman.